Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. At the foot of RJ Way, we are inside Key Bank Center tonight. The homestand continues. It's Buffalo, Ottawa. Dylan Cousins will join us coming up. Dylan and crew will have to make an adjustment amidst many, as they uh, presumably uh, have thoroughly reviewed what happened in the homestand opener against Seattle. But now, more specifically, within the confines of the 20-man roster tonight, it is one that doesn't feature Jeff Skinner. So uh, he's out week to week with an upper body injury, and we'll probably have a lot more clarity a week from now on just how long he's going to miss. But, Marty, it's his second stint away from the group as uh, he had a three-game absence earlier this season. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's it's interesting to me now what they do with the lineup because we know that um – they need consistency up front. So why don't we just go, what would you do? Yes, with that's the what I was. I, I, You know what? You're a professional in this, and I, I enjoy like sometimes picking up little tells of the, the trade or whatnot. Uh, like Tricks a, of the trade. Well, no, no, it's, no it's wrenches in the ointment. In the <laughs> um, I didn't come up with that one, folks, so that was not me. But, okay, uh, tricks of the trade, right? Like setting up the scene, like at the foot of R.J. Way. Mm. You know, always a, a, a scene setter when it's snowy and a beautiful um, afternoon downtown Buffalo and whatnot. I, it just brings joy to me when you start the show that way. It just okay. puts a smile on my face. So, um, yeah, exactly what I was thinking. So now it's what – would I do or what will Don Granado do with his lineup? Because it was an optional skate this morning, so it, there was no line rushes. It wasn't one that you could say, okay, well, we've got Thompson with Tuck and fill in the blank, right? So we're going to have to try to put together what we think is the lineup. Um, Caliposo is in. Mm-hmm. He's in for Jeff Skinner. So does that mean... And, and week to week became very short for him. Week to week became very short, like a week was it like a, a week and a, a bit yeah. like nine days maybe mm-hmm. so but it is week to week right we'll reevaluate in he a missed week. three games yeah okay so jeff skinner same thing like they'll know in a week if it's going to resolve quickly or if it's going to be longer so week to week is the same so now don granado said caliposo is in for jeff skinner i don't think that means caliposo is in in the place of jeff skinner on the top line playing with thompson and top so i'm looking at this lineup and saying, okay, what would I do? Personally, I would put uh, Casey Middlestat on the left with Thompson and Tuck. I would go Middlestat left, Thompson, Tuck. I would go Paterka Cousins Quinn, 
And then I would probably elevate Zemgus Gergensens to play with Greenway and Benson and have Robinson Krebs Oposo on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. That's how I would look at it. Mm-hmm. Now, can you do a bunch of different things? Yes. You can even, look, throw anything at the wall. You can say, Eric Robinson, you come on down. It's your time to, it's, it's your turn to play on the Price is Right. Like, play the left side with Tuck and Thompson and see what that does. Big. You know, forecheck mm-hmm. can bring speed. Maybe it adds an element to the game. And then you have your normal fourth line of Gergensen's Krebs, or Poso. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of options here as to what you can do. Is it all great options? Nah, I'd rather have Skinner in the lineup. He's one of the better point producer, goal scorer on the team. So I would want him in the lineup. But if he's not there, you have a few options to your disposal here. So those are the two that I would debate internally. Um, anything else I think would be um, out of my comfort zone. It's Did that surprise you? Um, yes. Well, I mean, maybe sometimes you have so, to think, so now WWD, WD, I, I think what so. would Duffer do? And that's what we have to sometimes like bring together. What would Duffer do? Well, I don't like saying that I'm surprised by anything. So I think that's... You know, because I'm not. I mean, you don't like saying you're surprised by anything, and it's a great. It's, idea. it's enough to say I've seen it all. <laughs> um, but no, I, I. The challenge is. Not only, and, and this seems strange to say, because he had been on a point streak. But the Tage factor in all of this is interesting yes just based on how quickly there was an adjustment made last game now when tage moved lines last game he was with benson and greenway yes now there have been times this year when i've really loved the idea of tage being with benson and when it was benson and skinner it was yeah i loved as and I just wonder if now isn't, like, if you have Benson and Tuck as Tage's line mates, could that be beneficial for all three? Obviously, Zach is in his longest drought of the season without a goal at 10. Um, Greenway, yeah, he's gone seven, but you don't really measure Greenway the same way. I mean, yes. of course, you would love to project an upside and a, and a ceiling of close to 20 and a really, you know, excellent year for Jordan. But... To me, it's and, – and so I think I, I think you and I were looking at it similarly in that how do we maximize the top line, and you did so yes. by wanting to put Casey Middlestad there. Yes. Who is the team's leading scorer. So it makes 100% sense. I just maybe wonder about the trickle-down after that. And plus because um, Don Granado was quick to move Middlestad to the top line last game. And I'm thinking, okay, well, is that but – but, but in practice yesterday, it was Thompson – Tuck and Victor Olsen was the placeholder in Skinner's place. Right. So now he's I'm thinking he's not yet ready to come back. He's not yet ready to come back. But it no, it tells me that Don Granado's mindset was no, no, Thompson is going back with Tuck on the top line. That's the way I'm approaching it. So I'm thinking, well, combine the two. If you were debating, should I have Middlestad play the top line? Should I have Thompson play the top line? Combine the two. Mm-hmm. Put Middlestad, Thompson, and Tuck, and let's go. Be done with it, and then just rearrange your bottom six. Right. That's kind of like. How, and this is not one of those situations where you got to go into this game against Ottawa and say, let's see the first five, ten minutes, and then we can readjust. No, have the right lineup, the one that you think is best for you, mm-hmm. because the first five, ten minutes of that game tonight is 
everything when it comes to that game tonight. If you're down, again, like the Sabres have found themselves down in the first period so many times, although they scored first against Seattle, mm-hmm. but then found themselves down mm-hmm. later in the first. Um, I think the first 10 minutes, again, if you can duplicate what you did against Seattle, but then carry it through and not have all these changes, that's the key. This is a tough one. Because um, I guess that it comes down to your appetite, which I think is almost none from the coaching staff, to change the Cousins line. I don't think they're thinking that at all no. in any way, right? I don't think and you're not thinking that, and it wasn't top of mind for me. No. So, it, so the challenge then is, that, which is why I was saying, okay, my instinct as soon as you mentioned middle stat at the top, I'm like, okay, well, what happens to the bottom six then? And look, you got to <laughs> You need all 12, and that was reinforced against Buffalo in the game on Tuesday because Seattle was so good at it. Here's the problem. I'm not expecting an encore presentation of this from the bottom six on the Senators, but the bottom six on the Senators wiped the Sabres out of 2023 with a 5-1 loss. You know, it was all those guys. Yeah, like it was was like, okay, well, so – Look, you're mindful of everything, and, and there's a million different ways to counter what happened on that particular night. But I, I, I'm very curious here, and then there's the other um, obvious question from our fan base, which would be, well, wait a minute, like, why wouldn't you call a Yuri Kulik yeah. up in this situation? So the club has traveled to Charlotte, where they play tomorrow indoors, Saturday outdoors for the Queen City Classic. Don't confuse that fact with uh, the reality of what they're doing here. I'm not saying one is preventing the Sabres from making a call-up. What the coach said today was that we still have Olofsson here on the roster when he's ready. So not only Kyle coming back tonight, but it sounds like Victor very soon. So it certainly didn't give off the vibe that they were about to make a roster move. Right? No, and then when Don Granato was asked about this, he says exactly what you said. We have the extra body in Victor, and it'll be ready to go. And we have an extra D. Correct. And we have 7D. So we're good with bodies right now, where we are at. Um, that doesn't mean that in a week from now, if... Or a day, or quite a day, frankly, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's unlikely. Daily, yeah. But it yeah. doesn't mean that you, that's not an option. It's just it's not for tonight. It's mm-hmm. not an option right now. There was also talk about Ryan Johnson will draw back in the line. He is. Yeah. Um, don't know who's coming out yet. Don mm-hmm. Granado said still have to have that conversation with, you know, the player that is going to come out. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Johnson is back in the lineup in this game. So what are the deep pairing going to look like? Mm-hmm. Because what we had seen is Dallin with Yoki Aryu. We had seen Samuelson with Clifton and Power with Eric Johnson. Now, Ryan Johnson comes back in. Dallin skated with Samuelson for a part of last game and in practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... Lineup changes. Like yeah. sometimes in the season, it's easy. You kind of copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. It has been nothing but copy and paste this year. No, and the real disappointment in that statement is the fact that we spent pretty extensive time going into Tuesday's game talking about how effective the group of six was yeah. in the previous two games at even strength and the new pairings and all the rest of it. And then it was clearly not a talking point, not necessarily through the fault of them, but it was obviously not the best of nights for 25 and 26. But I feel like no matter, depending on where you were sitting 
in the arena that night, people had a different view of just about every different defenseman and how they played or didn't play in the loss to Seattle. Obviously, this is game two of six on the homestand. Next Wednesday, uh, we'll be here at KeyBank Center. It's a half-hour later start, but also an opportunity before the game to really get involved in Mental Health health Awareness Night, which is a conversation for all. Pre-game panel discussion with the founder of Same Here, Eric Hewson. You may recall that Eric, uh, after the inaugural event here last year, joined us on the broadcast, and um, it's just um, an organization and a movement, if you will, that is really inviting people to um, have this meaningful chat and in this case, before the Sabres-Hawks game, and you can, and that'll happen right across the street at Lecom Harbor Center, by the way, you can visit sabres.com slash same here to get your tickets and learn more. Sabres sends tonight. Dylan Cousins is with us. Uh, Dylan, uh, tough news today for the team, knowing that uh, Jeff Skinner is out uh, week to week. Uh, how offensively does the group make up for his absence? Yeah, it's obviously tough. He's been so great for us this year. Um, you know, just consistently producing goals and, and, um, you know, I think we're going to have some guys that need to step up, and that includes uh, myself. I know I need to be way better this year and step up in our line uh, with Quinter and JJ. We need, to, we need to put some pucks in the back of the net. And, uh, you know, we've been getting the chances, but uh, at the end of the day, we haven't been scoring. So um, we know we need to do better with that uh, tonight. You're getting a lot of shots, as you pointed out, a lot of chances. Um, when the puck's on your stick, what do you look? Do you look at the goalie? Do you look beyond the goalie? Are you trying to not focus at anything right now? Like, because... Everybody's got a different way of approaching it, but sometimes that will change. So what do you look right now when you have the puck on your set? I think right now, uh, just with not scoring that much this year, I'm looking a lot, and I think that's kind of hurting me. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to look where the goalie is, trying to see what's open. And uh, Whereas last year when I was scoring a lot more, I would just shoot the puck without really thinking and just trusting my instincts. So um, that's something I've been, I've been working on mentally to get back to is just – uh, trusting my shot and, and shooting rather than uh, taking the time to pick a spot and look at it and everything like that. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm interested Is that also part of the – Don always talked about being direct, play direct and with speed. Um, you know, there are two words for me, so, I, I mean, you can kind of take them in any context you want. But for you, what does that mean, direct and with speed? I think it just means uh, kind of a simple game, and that's uh, kind of the game I like to play is just with speed and, and direct and – getting the puck going up ice and trying to beat guys with speed and, um, you know, find my line mates with speed and just get pucks on net. And, uh, you know, it's kind of our line. Uh, we like to transition quick and, and, you know, just play with speed. When you were um, trending, you know, towards a career year last year, when you're scoring that much, are you aware and focusing on how it's going in? And now, you know, do you try to revisit that? Or when you get on a run like last year, is it just like, just keep going and don't overthink this at all? Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, you're not really thinking about it when you scored last game or, or two games ago. Like, you're, you're feeling it and you're just putting pucks on net and they're, they're just finding their, their way in. You know, pucks you wouldn't really expect to score, just go in. And, um, you know, I've watched a lot of my highlights from last year just to try and remind myself how I was scoring and, and, and seeing how I was scoring, um, just to try and get back to that. And, uh, you know, it's it's been tough this year. Um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, just mentally, the, with what I've been doing lately, I can, I can get back to it. So um, I've played on a couple of Team Canada team at the World Juniors World Championship. You've done the same. 
we used to always have these meetings, right, with a sports psychologist. And I remember one of them would talk about, you know, how you squeeze your stick or you got to watch good video. You just mentioned that. Um, do you go back to that sometimes, like your experience on other teams and other, um, you know, um, uh, settings that, okay, what, what did we learn from that? What did we do with all the tools that were presented to us that maybe we used at times, but now I need to use others? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot, a lot of stuff. I have my own uh, personal mental performance coach that I've been working with since I was like 16 years old, and you know, I've been doing lots of calls lately, and uh, just trying to get back to, back to my roots, back to what I know, back to what's got me to, to where I am now, and and uh, not trying to overthink it. And you know, that's that's exactly what it is when you're not scoring. You grip your stick harder. You try and pick the perfect spot instead of just you know shooting it quick and trusting it. Um, we had Connor Clifton here uh, on the show on Tuesday. He dropped a little line about, you know, I asked him if he had watched the National Championship College Football the night before. He said he watched a little bit, but 10.30 is his bedtime, so he missed it. <laughs> and then I said, do you think Owen Power watched it? And then he dropped the line of the year for me is, oh, Owen Power's got a way earlier bedtime than me, so he probably didn't see any. So I'm going to ask you, are you a Connor Clifton bedtime type of guy or an Owen Power bedtime, like 9.30, 10 o'clock? I don't know if that's the number, but it was assumed that it was pretty early uh no i'm not a very early sleeper okay. I, I i like being i'm not night. and duffer is yeah, either, yeah, so. not. i feel like i missed something I, yeah. I always wait for stuff to be done not that it's ever done but especially in sports i want it to be all out of the way before i go to bed and then yeah. just process it yeah i can't uh, i can't go to bed early like that or i'll wake up at like 6 a.m wide awake and then yeah. you know my day's kind of weird so i I stay up a little later. <laughs> what's uh, what's new beyond the rink for you? Uh, how's family? How did the holiday season go? Everything, uh, you know, and, and do you expect or have uh, people coming and, and going here in this uh, this homestand that we're on? Yeah, uh, my family all made it down for Christmas. Um, okay. They were supposed to come last year, but only half of them made yeah. it in time. Uh, just my mom and my youngest brother, but uh, my two brothers and both my parents made it this year. So uh, it was great to have them here, uh, spending time. That was my first time. My dad came down and stayed here at uh, my new place. So um, it was great. And, uh, yeah, it was just nice to have him up here and, you know, uh, take a little look into my life. What is this winter for you like? You're coming from where you come from and knowing that we had the blizzard last year. We had almost 100 inches of snow by January 1st last year. I think we've got, like, 12 inches of snow this year. Uh, is this weird that we're, like, January the 11th and it's like that right now? Definitely. I mean, I, I was begging for snow for Christmas time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything, but I would love a little more snow here in the winter. Uh, I like I like the snow for yeah. sure. Okay, um, one uh, also kind of crazy question. I've been lazy lately. I've let my hair grow, but I think it's because I'm going to do the ball for bucks again this year. So I want to make sure I've got a lot of leftovers and all of that. What's happening with this little uh, whisker you got going on? Uh, the beard is uh, it's it's growing a little bit, but you're kind of like me. It's not yeah. really thick. Yeah, uh, I forgot my razor on the last trip, so it, it kind of grew out everywhere, and then uh, I decided to just shave the sides and leave leave this going. I haven't had it in a while. Maybe it can bring me some good luck, you know. Right. Did, did you call the hotel and see if they could ship it back? Or? <laughs> no, no. No, I forgot my razor like, on bring, the I didn't bring it on oh, the road on the trip. Yeah. I thought you left yeah. it at the no, hotel. Right. Like, I did the... one worse. I forgot my entire backpack. So <laughs> yes. no, no laptop, no anything on one of those last trips we were on. So, so on the road right. is when you like say, okay, now I need to shave and clean, but you didn't have it with you. Yeah, I like to you know get the hotel room a little 
messier instead of getting my hair all over my own bathroom. You, know? <laughs> you don't have to clean at home. I like love it. it. Rules from the road. Dylan, thank you. Yeah. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, guys. Dylan's still young enough to uh, be considered uh, one of the big kids on Kids Takeover Day. It happens at 12.30 on January 20th. Yes, it's a Sabres Lightning matinee, and it's fun and kid-friendly. We'll have activations throughout the rink, and you can, of course, enjoy and witness youngsters taking over the roles of junior reporter in arena host. Just join us here at KeyBank Center by going to sabers.com slash tickets to purchase today. Dylan would definitely love what we're seeing outside. Big, heavy, like, big, thick snowflakes coming mm-hmm. down in downtown Buffalo. It looks like somebody's dropping confetti from, like, uh, those parades, right, from the mm-hmm. top of the the, the uh, Key Bank uh, building in front of Lecom Harbor Center. But uh, maybe he got his wish for today, a little bit of snow. That's See? nice. That's, uh, that's a Sabres live bump. That's a Sabres life bump. Whatever you want on this show, we'll make it happen. So inside is where it will all unfold this evening, and it's part three of this ongoing division rivalry between Ottawa and Buffalo. Uh, both teams have a victory so far. Lukanen starts in goal for the Sabres. It's expected that Forsberg's going to go yes. for Ottawa. Um, Ottawa's lost five out of the last six. Unfortunately, that only win was against the Sabres, the 5-1 game on New Year's Eve. And despite making a significant add to their goaltending in the offseason, it has not translated into success with an 885 save percentage and 19 goals against in the current four-game losing streak. This is, and Darren Dreger from TSN will join us at the bottom of the hour. Um, Man, this is, honestly, the one person who always is self-deprecating and um, kind of media slash hockey operations deprecating is Shayna. Because she says no one knows anything about goaltending and how to address it. And uh, I would say she ends up being spot on with this one. And it's not an Ottawa finger pointing. It's just there are many that have a tough time getting it right. And unfortunately for the Senators, it has not worked out well in year one for Corpus Allo here. So according to moneypuck.com, the Ottawa Senators at 5-on-5 are the 10 best defensive team when you look at the expected goals against. They've just had terrible goaltending at times this year. And Corpus Allo, had to see it coming. I, I hate to say it, but when, he, you know, he was in Columbus, always hurt and whatnot. The LA Kings decided to bring him in. I didn't think he did anything special in, in L.A. Like Phoenix Copley was, was really good in L.A. too. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know why the Ottawa Senators felt like Corpus Allo was going to come and change things for them. This is a team that, had, you know, got Matt Murray years ago, and mm-hmm. Matt Murray didn't really do anything for them. They had Philip Gustafson. They let him go. Um, they, they've had some weird times in, in the crease, but last game that the Sabres played them, they weren't able to, they generated shots. They just weren't able to generate good looks right. on Anton Forsberg. And it was kind of like the same thing last game. 70 plus shot attempts, right? They're, mm-hmm. You're looking at Seattle and saying, hey, this is going to be a team where they play well defensively and Joy Court has been good. They didn't generate enough offensively in front of Joy Court. So that's the key tonight. Can you do it in front of Anton Forsberg that you just saw a week and a half ago? It's former Senator Joy Decord to you. That's so, right. Another yeah. one that <laughs> slipped through the cracks. Yeah, to the Kraken. And yet it took a long time for him to so get good. there. But, uh, oh, yeah, I'm just rolling today. Wait till Dregs comes on. Um, 
In all seriousness, though, you know, the big story, if you're just joining us, is the absence of Jeff Skinner tonight yes. and uh, week to week with an upper body injury. So it will present a different look up front somehow, some way. Kyle Oposo comes back into the mix after missing three. Um, and we basically are sitting here trying to set the table again um, for one night, but for five nights, because, you know, this is how we have to view it talking about projections and where this team has to get to obviously the team can only focus um a minute at a time as far as the game is concerned you can only win one of uh, the remaining games on the homestand tonight um ottawa vancouver san jose chicago tempo right that's the next five yeah um my younger i'm not gonna lie my youngest asked me because she's gonna go to the game on (laughs) to close the homestand against tempo she goes can we beat tampa (laughs) She, she says how are they and i was like well, they're hanging on to that last playoff spot right now. You can I said, beat I said, any of those teams, but just like you could yes. have beaten the Kraken the yes. other night and you didn't yes. do so, um, you lost to the Ottawa Senators. Listen, if the Sabres had beaten Ottawa on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. they would have had a four-game winning streak, right? Instead, it just was a win, a loss, and then a couple of wins, and you're hoping for that three-game winning streak for mm-hmm. the first time this year. It didn't happen, so now you got to start over again. That's what is happening right now for Buffalo. It's like every time you feel like you got something going, it's like reset button, let's start over again. So now they have a chance here. So when Don was talking about the similarities between these two this morning, um, it is interesting to me that like whenever things aren't going the way you hope and or project everything gets second guessed rightfully yeah. so but this market specifically has long clamored for in their eyes a tougher team right yes but if you look across the hall this could be exactly what people wanted young good contracts skilled like really skilled tough really tough you know what I mean? And it's also not working for them. So It's a t- totally different team, and I get what Don is But you know what I'm say. saying. Like, yeah. some fans would take their roster, wow. right, based on Brady Kachuk, first and foremost based on Brady Kachuk, but a whole bunch of guys through, right? And I'm just saying, like, it's interesting to have the discussion because it's not an exact science. And for whatever reason, these two teams remain linked because they have not crested over the hump to where they were projected at this point. And I get that um, where Don Granado was coming from, saying they're similar teams because of their uh, place and their team development and where they want to be. But, yeah, when we talked about in the offseason, Ottawa, Buffalo, Detroit, I looked at Ottawa and I'm like, I like their team. Mm -hmm. I like the way they're built. I like that they have a little bit more sandpaper. I like that they have a little bit. We also didn't necessarily agree that adding Corpusalo was going to be the No, but they were a little bit more experienced in the crease. And you're thinking, okay, well, that's going to maybe be better for them, right? Mm -hmm. The Sabres went younger. Levi Lukanen, yes, they had Eric Comrie, but like Ottawa went, let's get a little bit middle of the road, more experienced type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it still didn't work. But now that I look back, I'm thinking Ottawa is a completely different team in mm-hmm. the way they're built. 
they do have a veteran presence in Claude Giroux, who's having a pretty decent year when you look offensively. Not like his quite numbers, like last year, but still decent. Still yeah. decent. I mean, it's, really it's not going to continue to go up. It's going to plateau that one bit and go down. But, yeah, you know, Tim Stuzla is not scoring like he did last year, but he's got points, right? He's got mm-hmm. 34 and 36, so mm-hmm. that's good. I feel like this is really much more on um, their defense, their Shabbat, their Chikrin, their Sanderson. Those have it's hard to, to put take, it on Shabbat when he's hardly played. He, well, he was hurt, so he didn't Twice. play. But they have to take it forward now, right? Mm-hmm. And especially the Chikrin one, because that was the big acquisition last year. Everybody wanted Chikrin, but Ottawa got him. But you can't argue with what he's delivered. I can't argue with the numbers. I just don't love the defensive aspect of his game. Right. But I don't think, but that's the whole reason Jacques Martin is supposedly back, is to collectively, which would help an individual, have a better framework for how to play. Well, they're it's three, and, they're three and seven under Jacques Martin, and they have lost leads late in games, right. like they which is are more, just... goal, which is often goaltending, but it's always not just goaltending. Like right? lock it down, yeah. right? And, yes. But that's the difference too between the mm-hmm. two teams is I feel like the Sabres have not had lead late to lose. Ottawa's had a lot of lead late just to let the, them slip away. 100%. We'll dive in deeper as far as what this means in the context of uh, league discussions, potential trades, and uh, anything else. Gossipy from the hockey world. He's hockey insider Darren Dreger. He's coming up next on Sabres Live. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It's Thursday. That means weekly appearance from hockey insider Darren Dreger from TSN. Hi, Dregs. Welcome in. We were witness to one of the great goaltending performances, extended performances this mm. season the other night when Joey Decord ran his uh, streak to a 10-gamer as part of Seattle's 11-gamer. I think there's been a few goaltenders who've uh, perhaps ach- overachieved this year. I'm wondering if that will ever start producing a trickle-down effect and cause some goalie movement around the league for teams that may, in your opinion, still need to upgrade. Yeah, or the exact opposite, right? Because, um, you know, there are teams that continually look at the stories of of Decordia in Seattle, maybe Marty Jones with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they're like, see, you don't have to invest big dollars in goaltending. You better make sure that you've got players who are committed to playing the right way in front of them. You better make sure that your defense 
is good enough to protect that level of goaltending. But, you know, I think it's the usual suspects here, Duffer. I think that uh, Tom Fitzgerald and the New Jersey Devils continue to kick tires. There's, you know, some level of speculation as to whether or not Fitzgerald has communicated with Craig Conroy and the Calgary Flames about maybe Jacob Markstrom coming available at some point. I And look, we all have the trade bait graphics out in network TV land now, right? Because we're in the zone with the trade deadline looming on, on March 8th. And Markstrom's name is prominently on there. I just, I don't entirely buy it. I think that it would take a mega deal, obviously, for Conroy to consider it. They're only two points out of a playoff spot in the West. But more importantly, this guy's got a no-move clause. You know, he's not just waving that to go any, maybe waves it to go to New Jersey. But I think what Fitzgerald is has learned here is that he probably should have gone after Connor Hellebuck in the offseason, you know, before Winnipeg decided that they were extending and Hellebuck was happy with that because the goaltending in New Jersey is definitely a pretty big area of concern. Um, Dregs, I have a, a suggestion for the National Hockey League. Look, they make money as a whole, right? The league and the league office or whatnot. Uh, I want more trades. So usually if you want something to happen, you give out incentives to um, enhance the possibility of trade. So I think we should have, like, <laughs> if you trade a first-round pick, you get $100,000. Like, okay, here you go. Like, we're going to incentivize these trades. Like, what do you think? Should we, like, make something happen so that GMs and teams are more willing to make trades? Because right now, I feel like it's a little bit boring. Yeah, no, it definitely is a little bit boring for sure. Uh, part of that, of course, big part of it is the salary cap, right? And you know, teams just continually wait now deep into the new year because they want that cap number to lighten a little bit. They want the dollars to go down in the process as well. Yeah. How about this one? In the next collective bargaining agreement, you cannot hand out any trade protection. No such thing as a no-trade clause or a no-move clause. And it doesn't matter if you're making $12 million or you're making the, the league minimum. Um, don't know how much that would influence. And, and Ray Ferrero always talks about you know, every team getting a franchise player. So your franchise player, right, is a player that can be paid outside of the individual individual team salary cap. You know, the reason that, you know, Batman and company would never go for that is because then you create the haves versus the have-nots. There are teams financially that work with a budget. Not every team, you know, is the New York Rangers or the Toronto Maple Leafs where they can pay whatever it is. Um, but I, I am curious when they go through the next round of negotiating the collective bargaining agreement, whether or not there will, won't be some sort of trigger mechanism to try and juice things up a little bit. Signing bonus are the same thing, right? Like I asked Brett yeah, for living yeah. that question about Alex, about William Nylander, I should say, is, is there a value to a no trade clause, no movement clause for you? And also, being that you're in a position where you can hand out signing bonuses yeah. like almost seventy million to Willie Nylander, is that also an added value? Maybe you do away from the the no movement clause and the signing bonuses. If you sign a eight year deal at eighty million, it's ten million yeah. every year. That's the way it goes, yeah. and then it kind of evens the level playing field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'm interested in that. I also like the idea of the Otani contract, right? Um, and you can't do it in the NHL, but can you imagine? I'm sure we had JP Barry on the podcast earlier this week from CAA Hockey, and you know, CAA is the agency that negotiated the Otani contract to have all of that wow. money deferred for tax purposes. 
I'm sure that every NHL player in a high tax market is calling their agent going, hey, my deal is coming up. Can we do something similar like this? Especially if you're working on maybe your third contract, because you probably have enough millions parked in your savings account that you could afford to take the, the lower number and defer the money. But and, it can't and be then done. you move to Monaco so you don't have to pay taxes at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did see a really a potentially significant deal this week, and it didn't involve Ooh. money because it involved players on, you know, at the front end of their careers. So yeah. we're not ta- talking about second contracts. But, and yes, there were extenuating circumstances for each of the Ducks and the Flyers. But could a deal right. like that, Dregs, open up teams' willingness to say, you know what? We have stockpiled a little bit in this area. Maybe we need to do this and just lose some of the abundance of patience that teams have with young players and perhaps go for it if they see like a really good fit, young player for young player. Yeah, I mean, that trade was a blockbuster, even though, you know, neither player has those credentials from a National Hockey League standpoint. But um, I'm not going to lie, when that deal broke, I actually, I, I thought, we were getting punked. I thought that this was a phantom account on social media where we're like, what? Like, what? I, not one time did I hear Cutter Goche's name out there in trade circles. And yet, after the fact, our good buddy Keith Jones said, yeah, you know what? He's, his name has been out there for a while. We were shocked that nobody in the media was able to uh, grab hold of this. But I like it, right? I mean, if you're the Philadelphia Flyers... Yeah, you you like the look of Cutter Goche, and the belief is he's going to be an impactful NHL player. But why continue to allow this thing to linger? If he doesn't want to play in Philadelphia, which clearly he didn't, that's fine. Find somewhere where you can get fair value. And did they ever get value back in Jamie Drysdale and a second round pick in twenty five on top of that? So look to your point, Brian. Maybe maybe it does wake up hockey operations around the NHL who have these young unproven pieces that maybe aren't necessarily contract issue related, but you're just sitting there going, "Mm, you know, we drafted him. We thought he'd be an A prospect. And now we slipped into the B, maybe C category. Why don't we rather than be patient to see if it further develops, find a new spot for him and somebody else. That makes a lot of sense. So I found it very disrespectful from the Cutter Gauthier side of things. A couple of reasons. Did not want to talk to the Flyers at all. I mean, John LeClaire and Patrick Sharp are involved in player development. They went to BC, and they were waiting in the hallway just to be told by the coach, "Um, he's not going to talk to you. Like, that is crazy to me. Like, at least just go say hi. Say, hey, guys, listen, I got to go. Make an excuse, right? And not wanting to talk to Briere and Jones. And then when he talked to the Anaheim Docs, either radio or podcast thing, he basically said, it's personal matter, my family, my agent, and I, and I'll leave it at personal. Like, yeah. do we know more about it, or is it just like he didn't want to go there? Yeah, I, I mean, we don't, and, and it's it's a challenge. It's frustrating for me. This is my business. Um, so you hate when stories have this many loose ends where you have more questions than you have answers. Um, personally, I side with you. I I can't imagine if my son, as an example, uh, was in that position. Hey, look, I mean... The kid's got enough confidence. He doesn't want to play in Philadelphia. That's up to him. He found a way out of Philadelphia, and he'll he'll play in the National Hockey League with the Anaheim Ducks. 
where is the harm in spending a few minutes first with Keith Jones, brass of, of the Flyers in Sweden, which is why they went over to the World Junior Championship to meet him. Spend a few minutes, show the respect, and then you're right. You know, for Leclerc and for Sharpie to try and visit with him on campus and him not even give him five minutes, I don't get that. That's a weird one. But I do admire the kid's confidence for sticking to his guns and not telling us anything. Not telling us anything. Kurt Overhart, the advisor, said the same thing. It's a private matter. Goche doubled down. The only thing he told us is that Kevin Hayes had nothing to do with his decision. So at least we got that yeah. cleared up. I don't know if you knew this, but I quit Twitter recently, but was just informed that uh, you and Gary <laughs> Roberts may have had a little bit of back and forth. Uh, are you and Gary okay? This is a paramount concern to me based on you know your, your Whitby, Ontario roots. I want to make sure you guys are getting along. Well, what do you mean? What what was the issue? I don't remember. I don't recall. What did I say? What did he say? No, or was it a fake account? Or maybe I'll it bet is, you it's a it fake, fake account. account. It's, you All know, right. if they okay. don't say the word throat punch in any of their tweets, it is not <laughs> you, Rex. It is not you. Just know that throat punch hashtag throat punch has to be. In well, now, any, now you've got uh, me intrigued here. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to. No, it had to do with Keith Pelly. It had to do with Keith Pelly, the executive. Did you uh, ask him something about that? Yeah, probably. I no? don't know. I, you know what? I was, I, I, I described the Keith Pelly news as taking over CEO of MLS. He is huge news. And this is also oh, why I, I very see. seldom check my mentions because it, 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 it bugs me. It does. Not to a point. Look, I, I need X, Twitter, whatever we call it now, uh, to do my yeah. job. But I probably went after in, in some fashion, not even knowing if it, hey, if I did, and it was, it was actually Gary Roberts, then I wasn't aware yeah, of Gary Roberts. Know. So if that's true, it's my bad. Dregs, who is this year's Ben Sherratt for you? Who's that defenseman oh. that you are going to push to the finish line before the trade deadline? Uh, probably Sean Walker. Yeah, and Ooh, yeah, uh, no, this is consistent. Wow. Uh, Darren's been very consistent in this regard. I like this. I like it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I can, I can get on and, board and, with that one. Yeah, and Philadelphia is sweetening the pot a little bit too, right? Like they've made it clear that they're willing to retain as much as fifty percent, um, but you know that comes with an ask, and the they they want a first round draft pick. You know, there are most there are a lot of GMs out there who don't think they're going to get a first round draft pick for for Sean Walker, but it depends on how the market shrinks, right? I mean, you know, look at uh, you know Sean Monahan and the Montreal Canadiens. A year ago, they thought you know if he had stayed in good health, they'd get a first round pick for him. Um, they're hoping that they'll get into that vicinity on him again, provided he can stay healthy. But look, if, if Elias Lindholm gets traded by the Calgary Flames, then who's the next best available center? And, and that's really what happens, whether it's defense, center, whatever the position is. So we'll see. But Sean Walker, for me, is a pretty good ad for anybody. And from Buffalo's standpoint for you, are you hearing anything? Relatively quiet. I mean, it's the usual suspects. Olofsson's name is always out there. Uh, Tyson Jost, uh, you know, even though he cleared waivers, you know, I could I could see him going back. And a team that I'm going to keep an eye on here, guys, I just mentioned Lynn Norman Monaghan, is the Colorado Avalanche. We know that they're looking for a centerman. And, yes, of course, 
they're going to start with Lindholm in Calgary. If there's not a fit or financially, maybe it doesn't fly, right? Because Lindholm wants a real healthy extension, big money extension. Um, you know, and, and that isn't a fit. Then maybe they look at Monaghan or maybe they look at, at Tyson Joe's coming back to the avalanche. I mean, there has been a little bit of that speculation, but nothing that I would say is close at this stage. Um, Colorado still has a little bit of cap room because of Landeskog yeah. on the uh, long-term IR, Arthur Lekkonen, Pavel Francis yeah. is there. Any chance they maybe get a uh, just help increase maybe too to uh, go along with Georgiev? He's played the most minutes and the most games in the National Hockey League this year. Feels like he's getting worn out a little bit. Not last night, yeah. but yes, uh, overall. Yeah, man, and and they're rolling, aren't they? That division in and of itself is something else. And maybe, maybe if you're Colorado, you look at that, even though you recently won a Stanley Cup with goaltending that I think most of us would have put a big fat question mark beside uh, going into the playoffs, right? But they found a way, mm -hmm. and then everybody kind of changed their tactic with, with respect to goaltending and looked at Colorado and said, okay, wait a minute, you can win a Stanley Cup with that, with all due respect, then maybe we don't have to invest as deeply as as historically teams have. So maybe, um, but again, who are we talking about here? I, you know, I keep seeing Jake Allen's name out there from the Montreal Canadiens, mm -hmm. and I had a conversation with a good Montreal Canadian source yesterday who said, you know, there's this speculation out there that Montreal wants too much for Jake Allen. Well, that was that was what I believed, but I was corrected. It hasn't gotten to that point for Montreal. Where it's gotten to is conversation about how do you make it work in the concept of dollar in, dollar out for the cap teams. And you 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 work on the pieces that it's going to take to make the money work first. What does that cost? And then you establish whatever the ask is for Jake Allen. So it might be a little early for Colorado and some of these teams on the goalie front. Drex, thanks so much. We've got to fly uh, game night here yeah. tonight. Sabres and Sens. There's Darren Drager, Hockey Insider from TSN. We're back after this here at KeyBank. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. With all apologies to Dis or Dat, which is regularly scheduled programming here on yes. Sabres Live, I, I ask you, Marty Baron, if this may go down as one of the greatest statistical anomalies in NHL history. Okay, go. Five years ago, Val Nachushkin went an entire season <laughs> in Dallas without a goal. He may be the game's best goal scorer at the moment. It's like Tobias Reader, right? It was Natrushkin and not Tobias even close. Reader. Yeah, I know, it's but now. It's not even close. How dare you even go there? <laughs> but Next they thing you're going to tell me, boat. Jacob Josephson is the greatest shootout performer no, of but all they time. Were, that same year, they were both in the same boat. They didn't score a goal all year. Oh, and now Natrushkin is a beast on the ice. So that is a statistical anomaly as you pointed out. Amazing. Hey, how about this? This or that? Just because I know it's Sunday, the Bills game, but we're getting early report on the weather. Mm -hmm. Duffer, this or that? Do you want a clear sky, 35 degrees, beautiful day, or a lake effect snow, 5 degrees type of day for the Bills game? Uh, I'm going to go with the other because it doesn't affect me in any Your way. Your couch? 
wherever I may be, it will not be there on Sunday. Well, I'm telling you, people, if you're going to go to the game, it may get chilly, uh, it may get frosty, and you may not be able to see across the stadium. This or that, McKinnon will or will not record at least a point in every Avs home game this season? Uh, that is no. Uh, Wayne Gretzky did it with the LA Kings, but I don't think anybody else will do that. Answer actually is yes, because he has Val Nachushkin on his team. <laughs> see you tonight at 6.30 for Sabres pregame. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.